spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I haven't dreamed of that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I haven't dreamed of waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Label. Hi, it's Andian from Spoken Label. A spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and records show it started off really as a one-off podcast chatting to writers, poets and artists. Over time, it became monthly, then weekly and occasionally nowadays it goes on that to a more regular basis. To date, I've done over 330 sessions and I'm always looking for new poets, writers, artists, singer-songwriters, general interesting creative people to come onto the podcast. You can find this on all the usual networks over Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay and dozens of others. But it does have a central database of spoken label, which is all one word, dot bandcamp.com Obviously now, to help me with the running costs of this podcast, I'm always grateful for any kind of donation to assist me with it. You can either do the donation through the Bandcamp page by putting in a fee to download one of the free podcasts, or send it over to my PayPal to aen1mpo at yahoo.co.uk my email address again is aen1mpo at yahoo.co.uk. Enjoy the podcast. Take care. Bye. Spoken Label. Hi, guys. And the end, Spoken Label. Back in the house on a Wednesday evening. It's been a lovely, peaceful day today, actually. All I've done is gone to the gym. And I, had a, and I had a disgusting bacon putty at lunchtime, so it was great. So, top of top of a nice, wonderful day. I've got a gentleman with me today for Spoke Label, of course. And we haven't met this gentleman before yet, but we will be, because he's in an anthology we're both in later in the, later this year. And, and, and I'm hoping we get to meet in person. So, Akil, obviously, over to you, mate. This is about you, not me today. So, for people that don't know you, then, first of all, tell us a bit about yourself and where all your creativity came from. Um... Name's Akil. I'm a poet from Leeds. Occasionally make collages. Oh. But yeah, occasionally, but purely a poet. Really been doing a lot of spoken words well recently, so could add, add, a, add a label, say I'm a spoken word performer. But um, yeah, published like nine or ten chat books. Been published in kind of lots of places in print, uh, paper and ink zine. is a famous one, Muskeg Mag, Back Patio Press, just, just a bunch of places really. Uh, I don't keep track, and then yeah, a bunch online and in print. Living in Leeds at the moment, but study up in Manchester for three years, and all my family are from Bradford. But yeah, Leeds feels like home at the moment. And then you said, where'd my creativity start? 
Um, I guess as a kid, I loved reading that in school, like, and I was like amongst the lads and stuff. But like at break time and lunchtime for like a two, three year period, I would be in the library reading all them, all them books, you know, the Cherub books and the Alex Riders and all them. Oh yeah. And that's where it started. But no one in my family read like. <clears throat> I know a lot of my mates that like poets read a lot. You know, they had like Charles Dickens and that in their grandma's bookshelf, and they just picked it off and read some like classics at the age of twelve. But uh, yeah, none of my family. My mum would tell me off for reading it. <laughs> that was like, go to bed. She said, "Why are you reading these books?" But um, yeah, I was always into reading. Never really wrote much, to be fair. In school, I was good at English, got good grades, but um, it was more that like I knew how to use all the devices and that. But I don't think yeah. any of it was actually good. And then uh, last year of uni, <clears throat> I finally like I got like Jack Kerouac's on the road cliche and oh, uh really cool. actually was started in 1984 edit on my phone got some dodgy download of that <laughs> <laughs> i like it mate listen yeah, then, what i know uh, all well all well would have probably proved that mate if he'd been alive <laughs> <laughs> and then i got uh Bukowski's post office and on the road i started reading again and then uh, i saw these instagram posts and i was they were like three line things <clears> and i'm like i could do that so i started posting and I probably at that point thought I was good, but I was fucking terrible. But I just kept doing it. And, you know, as I went on, just the, the poems got better and I just couldn't stop just from like making to do this, like journal me on kind of madness or, uh, yeah, just eventually kept writing, got good, sent stuff out to publishers and uh, saw the story goes, I guess, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's tremendous. Like you've had what? You've had so many chat books published, you've lost count, and I just love that. I do. <laughs> That's the sort of same sort of disorganisation I've probably I've done to I've done I've done nine full length books and a couple of chat books myself and a couple of split books, and it's you just lose when you're doing so many sometimes you lose count, don't you? That's the thing with it. So yeah, I'm always looking to the next thing, so I never never kind of rest mm. on my laurels. I was just kind of raised like that when parents were just Asian parents. You know, you get an A and they come come home and they'd be like. Why didn't you get an A star? You go to parents, seem to be like all yeah. good across the board. And that one teacher was like, Oh, he talks a bit in lesson, and she just tell you about that on the way home. So, yeah, never really rest on me laurels. But as I've got older, I've like tried to appreciate more what I'm actually doing. Like, because a book really does mean a lot. And uh, when you look back on it, it's like, Fucking hell, that's pretty, really good thing I did there. So, yeah, as you yeah, get a no. bit older, I think you appreciate it more. Yeah. You do, definitely that one. I've got to ask you now, like, and I could draw a comparison myself here because I bought my first full-length book out, what, 13 years ago now, and that shocked me how yeah. long ago that was. But have you found then, over time, like with obviously all these collections you've done, how has your work changed or developed over time? So it would have done. I, I know mine has. I'm interested to learn, mm. learn about your journey. Um, <clears throat> I guess at the start, I was very influenced by... Bukowski I think a lot of writers are just his style is so direct and kind of yeah. deceptively simple you read it and think I could do that I devoured all his books like all his poetry collections like unpublished manuscripts I've like read 15 of his books I've read like his, even his books of letters um I guess how my style has changed I don't know I'm not really good at analyzing my own work but what I've noticed is Obviously, my taste has 
of reading has developed beyond Bukowski. Like I've read more books, I've read more poets. Um, it was very kind of self-confessional at the start. I was writing a lot about myself and then through uh, my experiences and then, but I hadn't really lived enough. So I had to live more. So I had so much to write about. And then went through a period like during that lockdown period and I had a breakup and that and I kind of hated myself. And I just didn't want to write self-confessional poetry anymore. I started writing more kind of metaphorical <clears throat> stuff with a tiny bit of myself in there. It was more looking outwards than inwards. And mm. uh, Bai Dao, a Chinese poet, if you've heard him, he was mm. quite influential over that time. Read like two or three of his books. Um, he's still alive. Yeah, Bai Dao. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, he got a bit more metaphorical, read like more different types of poetry and and then I guess the past year or two have got, I think you're always trying to find your own voice. You're trying to get as much as yourself into the poems as possible. And it's very difficult to do. I think humour is difficult to write. And I think what I've got into the poems more is a sense of place, like a sense of England, like the poems now are very English or Yorkshire yeah. or Manchester yeah, um, yeah. they've got like spatterings of slang and stuff like you said um and yeah I, th I think as you develop as a person you'd hope to develop as a writer i think you have like, to as a writer you like yeah, yeah. I, well, i've seen you work out gravy in that because i think as poets if you try standing still your experiences your reflection your work i think you're working at very sterile very, yeah, very quickly yeah. if you're careful yeah, no, I've done that because it's, I think my poetry itself, and I, you're, I think yours is similar to what I can see, is my poetry is reflecting my experience in life as it's changed. And uh, you're right, writing comedy is an absolute, I mean, did you swore, and it's going to be an 18, this podcast, I'm now going to swear, trying to write comedy is a fucking ball. Like, <laughs> yes. I, can do, I can do it in flash fiction, and I'm really good at that. But poetry, I've never mastered it properly. <laughs> yeah like i'm funny in real like it's just because i'm always making jokes and stuff in real life love laughing and making people laugh and i was like i just can't it just doesn't come across and the worst is when you do a poetry reading and like no one laughs at the line that you thought was funny and you're yeah, like i've oh, had that i've had that before mate. now yeah it's like a stand-up comic for a second you know mate artists their job's terrible you, go yeah. you get more laughs but um yeah. And then sometimes people will laugh at someone that's not even, or you didn't mean to be funny, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. just kind of like oh, trying to get your own personality. If you're like a miserable bastard, like <laughs> it will reflect somewhat in your poems, but if you've got like a balanced, what I try and get is, because I can be a miserable bastard, but I always feel there's a little bit of light in the poems. Yeah, try yeah. to get a little bit of light in, in, in there always, because like, I don't believe in being miserable as a person. I'm always laughing as well, and then the comedy, I'm not sure if I'm there yet, but, yeah, it's a process, I guess, maybe. Yeah, it's always like you say, don't you, that your writing yeah. is, as the saying goes on in the back of um, Scott Walker album, Scott Four, and I'll just dip the quote up now, that I think sums both you and me up, but I'll just try and find it one second. Yeah, yeah, Scott right, Walker. Yeah, six, the 60s singer, the 60s singer. Right. That there, I can't find it. I'll... I'll send it over to you, basically, and back oh, around. Yeah, yeah. And, and it summed us, sort of summed us both, summed both of us up completely. One second. There we are, got it. A man's work is nothing but the slow trek to rediscover through the detours of art. Those two or three 
and simple images in which his presence, his first his heart first opened. And I like that because it shows, like, I think it definitely applies to you as well, this way, as a writer, you're often moving on, but there's always two or three things that I think keep reappearing in your work, whether it's conscious yeah. or not. Yeah, yeah. There's just parts of yourself you can't, Yeah, you just can't erase who you are, really. And that, I guess a lot of writing, for me, uh, the way it's just like, almost like automatic writing. I saw someone write that. It's just impulse. Like, it's just pure. Obviously, I edit stuff as well sometimes, but I feel like the best ones are the ones that give me the most joy. I just those pure impulse ones. I'm like, where the fuck did that come yeah. from? It's almost yeah, as if it fell from the sky. And, you, yeah, and that's yeah. what you're thinking. I'm a fucking genius, me. <laughs> and, and then you'll look back at one the next day and you'll be like, Okay, what are you even talking about here? That's just terrible, isn't it? But yeah, yeah I find yeah. you you find as well when you've got like poetry events because I've got you do wouldn't know this, but I've got a couple of bands on the go at the moment with spoken word artists. One of them is my wife, and one's my friend Polly, who lives in Nuttersfield. And I'm going to name and shame her now because she loves me anyway for this or the work. She sent over a piece to me because her and her partner have just come back from Japan for a month and they've done a 12 hour right. flight they have, and she spent 12 hours writing this poem out. And I've just sat there thinking, <laughs> Bloody hell! <laughs> I thought like that's a long time. And it showed the work, the work she put into that. I mean, it's like I can, I tend to do poetry writing bursts. If I, if I don't get the piece done quickly, I'll then, and I think you must be the same, where it'll go backwards and forwards for weeks and months. Sometimes, but about twenty or thirty drafts, so I get it right. Yeah, that that has happened. Or like, there's sometimes I just feel like scalpel I just feel like shaving away bits and just taking and maybe adding a line and it's almost like it's never finished but I think that's more I think most of my writing is quite impulsive and then there'll be small changes like I'll have missed a word or yeah or, something, or like adding punctuation but the poem like the meat of it is already there really just kind of cutting the fat in a way um, yeah 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 so but there's no. something to that kind of scalp, like shaving off little bits and kind of like a sculpture, right? Really working on it. I don't know if I could do 12 hours straight, but. Oh, yeah. no, it's it's crazy, isn't it? So, like I said, but it's absolute crazy. Honestly, God, you just don't know how people do it sometimes. Like yeah. I said, but like I said, I couldn't do it, to be honest. I really couldn't operate at that sort of pace. It would just be head yeah. to be absolutely fried by the end of it, definitely. So, now, I was interested to read because. I always do do always like asking people what they've got coming up next. But before we do that, I know you've got a couple of chapbooks on the way, and I want to talk about these the projects. But I know, obviously, as well from Caitlin, Kelsey Caitlin, that referred you over to me in the first place. And thank you, Caitlin, for that as well. Before we start, shout out, yeah. Caitlin. <laughs> yeah, I love Caitlin from Session's not out with Spoken Level yet, but it will be shortly. Um, she also told me about Bone Down, which obviously you're one of the committee members of. So I want to yeah. learn say, about your involvement with Bone Down and how you came involved with this project. Um, how did I become involved? I think, I'm not sure. I think I was just Googling or I was on Instagram and I think someone posted it on their story or something that was happening like in the park or something. The first one, I don't even remember where it was now, but I just went along by myself. Because I'd, I'd done a few readings before lockdown in and around Leeds. I hadn't read for ages, and then I was like, it's probably just stuck in the house and that, just a bit miserable. And I was like, let's get out, you know, get the portrait, read some poems. So I went down, 
read, I remember where it was now, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the place, but it's in my mind. But yeah, I just went down and read. And yeah, I liked it. thought it was good. And read the poems, and it seemed like a quite an intimate poetry night outdoors, somewhat different. And, yeah, um, I remember Kate, Caitlin also told me about that when I spoke to her a couple of weeks ago. And I thought that's a yeah. great way that he's just doing like motor. I don't think you do any indoor ones, you mostly do outdoor gigs, don't you? Yourselves, and I yeah, really yeah, mostly outdoor gigs, very intimate. I would say hmm. I've not been to that many poetry nights, but I've been to a few. I would say the most in, intimate poetry night in Leeds in terms of atmosphere, in terms like I think poetry. If you're doing like a big place, it's, it's very difficult. Like some venues are too big. You almost like no microphone, everyone gathered around is almost better. I think it's uh, it's more human. I don't know. But um, yeah, and then I, I kept going to the Born Downs every month. And then uh, at some point they put a call out. They were like, I think Caitlin was doing it all by herself, the mastermind behind the operation. Uh, and then... Uh, yeah, she put the call out for committee members, and I was like, I was like, I think honest, I was probably I was unemployed at that time on the dole, mm. so I was like, somewhat to do, man. So, uh, and I liked the project, and you know, I've been around like poetry, you know, putting me flowers or whatever the phrase is. I've been publishing for a long time, and I was like, yeah, just join the committee, and then make strength to strength every every month. We've just put out uh, a call for submissions for the zine. I saw that. Um, I did see that, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Up with that. Yeah, and as we go on, I'm trying to take more and more <clears throat> responsibility, I guess, you know, as and when I can. And uh, the zine, I'll be like the lead editor or something uh, for that. Um, but we've got like everyone in the committee is doing certain roles for that, yeah. But um, I've got a bit of like experience with making my own chat books and submitting to a lot of places and a bit of editing, so should make myself useful with that, yeah. No, good stuff, yeah. good stuff, man. good stuff. It. Obviously, then, with Bone, we'll talk about, obviously, before we go back to your books, then, obviously, I want to talk about, then I'll start wrapping up this this sex side of it anyway, certainly, about what plans do you have going forward for Bone Down? Is there any more, anything else you can reveal at the moment? Yes, from your side of things, anyway. Um... <clears throat> we're opening up we're open for zine submissions we've got we're doing it every month so the next one oh. will be outdoors to in leeds again um we're also looking to get on a, we don't want to be too big that's the whole the whole ethos is to keep it small community-minded word of mouth kind of based but um we did like a covers event at hyde park book club there's many plans we, we do socials as well every month bit of a chance for like everyone else to get to know each other because it's hard at a poetry reading really to talk to each other. Yeah, um, yeah. So we're doing one in the park coming up soon after the students have their exams. Um, we're doing like a little picnic social in the park. There'll be like hiking and maybe read some poetry. Oh, there's like talks of a festival. Yeah, yeah, there's 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 many things. The zine, there'll be a music event as well. We'll jam in some musicians and music. But, you know, as you know, it's as you've probably heard and probably know yourself, it's hard funding all that so we're trying to get funding we're trying to do as much as we can yeah 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 but oh, there's... good luck good luck man definitely now obviously from the bio that i've read up on you and this is probably hopeless out of taste already i get that we've get that for you talking to keel definitely it's definitely you're a busy man like i am so i know you've got at least three chat books on the go at the moment or is it even more um 
there's more. So the three that you mentioned. I knew so it. Many. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've been published for like two years. I haven't sent anything off. So I've gathered a big body of work and um, I'm lazy. So I don't really want to self-publish it. The last one I did, I self-published and like, it's hard getting rid of copies and I'm not good at promoting. So it's easy to do with the publisher and I can almost help with the promoting side. So I'm doing three collaborations at the moment. So I'll go through them quickly. One of them is with Alan McKenna. Oh, uh, sure oh, yeah, so we're doing uh, a book of sex poems. Seven that from doesn't, me. What I know about Caitlin, that doesn't surprise me that. <laughs> Sorry, Caitlin. <laughs> I think I think Caitlin's uh, a tame compared oh, to mine. Ah, ah you, yeah, well, so yeah, think, she's done the nice ones, you've done the raunchy ones, have you then? Mine are just pure debauchery, just absolutely <laughs> filthy. Like, I've read them back, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> just like, <laughs> but she asked for sex poems. I was like, I was just put like, a love element in it. Do you want like some love poems, maybe? And it's just pure, for some of them, just pure filth. But there's some humor in them, there's some comedy. I hope that comes across. Um, Good Good and then Caitlin, they're, Caitlin, uh, they're doing, we're just, we're working on that. That's going to be with Ben Key tentatively oh. announcing that I'm not sure. oh. yeah 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 this is exclusive exclusive yeah, and yeah and that's an exclusive a shout out to Benki as well nice people met them at, uh, yeah. in Manchester With, I love Rebecca yeah. I love Rebecca because Rebecca's guest hosted at night, a night I run co-run called Speakeasy mm. in Cholton with Amanda my wife and yeah. Steve Smythe she's guest hosted for twice and we love Rebecca so love it great yeah, great small people world, this world this world small world um Massive. next collaboration is with uh, another heavy hitter a legend of the literary underground martin appleby who runs paper and ink zine i've heard him yeah he heard him, yeah, so. yeah i mean i've been publishing that and we've known each other for years and he's always supported me work even from his first chat book and he's got a lot of my chat books and i love his work as well i've grown to love his work more and more over the years as i've got older and um I love this recent one. So we're collaborating on that. We just got an acceptance yesterday. I was out of Born Down when I got the email acceptance. So that's pretty sick. We're doing that with Backroom Poetry. They've put out 10 chat books so far, small press. Very good. I like what they're doing so far. Check them out on Instagram, Backroom Poetry. Um, that'll be out in November. We've got a date for that. And then I'm doing another collaboration with uh, a fella from Kentucky, Kane. Ooh. yeah yeah Ooh. yeah and i love that because i love uh this show called justified and it's set in harlan kentucky uh and he sends me like videos of himself driving in the car just to give me updates on his, him working on the book and he's got some like proper country music in the background sound lad and he's just the acts and everything and i love his poetry and i actually wanted to publish him i thought of starting a press because he would release all this work on his Instagram. And he hadn't published anything. And then eventually he did get published uh, between Shadows Press. Shout out to Tom Bacalis uh, from America. He, he published him. Um, and yeah, we're doing a collaboration. I think it's going to be two key customs. One of my chat books, Steve um, Zimajewski. Hope I'm getting that right. Down in New Jersey. Uh, he, uh, we did a collaboration. He published that. Two key customs. They've just dropped a load of chat books. Check them out. Hopefully we're doing it uh, with two key customs. I'm not sure when that'll be out though. And then the big project I'm working on, the fourth one, Jesus, I'm fucking getting bored of myself here. <laughs> the fourth <laughs> one I'm working on is, um, 
<laughs> a full length. I'm working on a full length collection. Ooh. I've got. I think I've, I'll have around a hundred poems in the end to put in that. That'll try and make that like the magnum opus. I was trying to get every poem I've ever done in there, but I think that's too big a task, really. Um, I've got a few publishers that I'm like eyeing up, uh, but I'm not sure who that's going to be with. Uh, should be finished soon. I'll try and get finished by the end of this month or end of May, even or mid May, and then I'll probably be out looking at their schedules with these places like 2024 or something. It takes a while. Mid, mid. It's, yeah, some of these big ones can take an awful amount of time, definitely with that. So, yeah. no, I agree. With mid -level, yeah, that mid level publisher, obviously, Faber and all them a bit. Bit out the sights, aren't they? To be honest, but <laughs> at the moment, no, I would say not out your sights. I would say out your sights at the moment. Poet Lorette of Bradford, mate, or oh, Yorkshire. Oh, yeah, no, Poet Lorette <laughs> of the Northwest. That's better, right? Aim, aim, aim big, aim higher. I'm a firm believer, mate. You know? Yorkshire yeah. Bukowski. Yeah, no, nah, they would never, they would never have me. Too, oh, too offensive, mate. Too offensive. I've just, I've just read a book. Actually, I'm going to take that off mic in a minute. So I'm not going to name it. I, yeah. I know who has uh, wrote by somebody as anonymous. That's your cup of tea, I think. So we'll come on to that yeah. in a minute. So anyway, listen, mate. We'll wrap up part one. I want to let you time to read a few pieces today, Keel. I've, I've really enjoyed this today, but you've been great fun chat too. Cheers, my so, Okay, give us the as I always say the hard sell then. Where can people get hold of some of your publications then, if they're still available? I don't. I don't know what's available. <laughs> yeah, um, most of them are out of print or sold out. Like nearly all of them, but I did a new one with Footprint Workers Co-op. I just self-published it. It's called Cartoon Suicides. Oh, sort of like name. a concept good. album. Great. Yeah, name, yeah, good name in it, good name. Uh, kind of just about, it's in 10 parts. It's just, it's very depressed at the time. I think with but, that title, that's uh, what, I think you can tell that. Uh, the saying I always yeah, use yeah. is, saying I always is, no shit Sherlock. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah yeah but like there was many thoughts of like suicide as well like you always joke about it and ah, i should kill myself all this but there was like i was a bit more i shouldn't have been but there was a bit more and then i just had this dream once i was like what if you just went to sleep and you just you could fucking get killed in any way you know in your dream you could get like fucking cut in half by a samurai or it was just all these imaginings but it was like an absurdist look at it, a humorous look at that uh at suicide like you know as always, try and make light or humour of any situation. Everything is material and comedy. Um, and I just wrote a lot of it in bed in 10 parts. It was really fun to write. Uh, if anyone wants to get it, uh, Instagram at ap.writer. Uh, just shoot us a DM and uh, I'll post it out to you. It's a fiver or 750, depending on how I'm feeling. <laughs> um, <laughs> that means how much it depends on mood you're in, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and the postage will be very slow, and yeah, but yeah, <laughs> get it to you. No, that's all I'm going to say, definitely on that one, mate. Brilliant. Okie dokie, mate. We'll wrap up part one then, so we shall be yeah. back in two minutes. I'm looking forward to hearing some of Keel's sex poetry. <laughs> Definitely in the second half. <laughs> you just set me up to read that. I wasn't even going to read No, that. don't. Don't. I don't want to get I don't, I don't want to get this podcast pulled down. <laughs> <laughs> I want family-friendly stuff. <laughs> See you all in two minutes, guys. Thanks again, mate. Spoke <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Dian, the amazing Keel. Straight over to my new friend here. He's going to do all kinds of poems for us, and I'm looking forward to this. Over to you, buddy. Right, I'm going to do one that I just wrote outside. I went for a ciggy about an hour ago. I did this um, sort of inspired by John Gilroy, 
uh, also a poet in Leeds. He's got stuff on Spotify. He's got this kind of rap flow uh, to his poems, his conversational tone. And uh, he's been influencing me a bit. He's got a new album out on Spotify and YouTube. It's called, it's just a rap flow. I could be like Thomas, that's Jefferson, like Edison, but I don't take my medicine. I'm irrelevant except to a few irrelevance. Rather be celibate, but instead wrap it in cellophane. Menacing, nah, never been that. I'm gentle pedestrian. Walking mad, glowing infernal in the dead of night. Gave some backy to a homeless lad. Does that make me a common man? Think I made a friend last night, signing off, signing on, take a talk. I'm hell-bent making the most of it. Excellent. Brilliant stuff, that, mate. And it's great. If it, I always let my people, uh, well, just go and get off the roads an hour ago. I know, probably because I'm dyspraxic, if I went and read a poem I wrote an hour ago, it'd be gibberish. <laughs> so I know what I'm like. I'll have to sit down. And it's not a case of it's finished correctly. It's just a case of getting used to the piece. And I love the fact you've just gone, done, just gone straight to hell for leather there, mate. Brilliant stuff. <laughs> Cheers, man. Cheers. Okay, it was just man. up on me. Right, next one. Oh, let's see. Hmm, I'll read one that I, I wrote like on Sunday, uh, but I read it yesterday as well at uh, Born Down. Um, it's kind of about like I don't really write much about like identity and stuff, and like, but I kind of live two lives. So I drink and smoke and have sex, and then I don't do that if any of my siblings watch. Watch. <laughs> But yeah, so, you know, I'm living this, and then I go home, and I don't do any of that stuff. My family's Muslim. Uh, this one is, it was Eid on Sunday, so Eid Mubarak. Uh, it's called Eid Mubarak. Uh, wrecked beyond reckoning. Too much Guinness, too much Riesling, too many Rollies. I'm only a man-made man, not machine, nor pristine. Dreams of has-beens, masochistic memory. Hungover, have a can of old Mirinda waiting for blank to reply back to dm on the train i'm hanging bradford beckons i've grown a heart transplanted world peace into mead my creed is in local things familial bliss tomorrow's eid mars making bucky tea tomorrow we feast tomorrow we laugh ourselves silly gorge ourselves on gratitude excellent now now i'll say we do we're going to have to state before we carry on this one, in case of Akil's family are watching this. That was not a poem based on fact. It was complete fictional, is all I'm going to say there. <laughs> I have nothing to hide, man. I have nothing to hide. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. I am. But, yeah, I don't know your family, so <laughs> don't be... Well, not everything, but, you, you know, they know enough. <laughs> I don't oh, know. My, my family are the same as me by now. They know exactly what I'm like, so I know exactly what you mean, yeah. mate. Great stuff. And I love the I love the brevity in that again. I thought tremendous stuff, seriously, mate, mate. So listen, Cheers, mate. I'm gonna shut up a shop now. Straight back to you for another piece, mate. I found this one the other day. It's just um it's a love poem. Uh what did I say? It's for a girl that I'd live for and die for still, even though we're not together. Uh if a leaf falls, if a leaf falls this winter, I look for you. When darkness comes marauding and love fails us. I'll look for you. Under the glaring moon, a leaf falls. I was looking for you. This arid winter, this uncertain autumn, the sky exploded. I'll look for you. I'll walk until my feet are shrapnel. I'll look for you. My insides are horror. I'll look for you. Society collapsed. The people turned on each other. I was looking for you. 
Amongst the wreckage, amidst the war, I search for you. When there is nothing and no one left, when I have forgotten how to forget, I'll remember you. And if a leaf falls in a city I don't know the name of, I'll look for you. As long as something moves, as long as it moves me, I'll look for you. And if you forget to look for me, don't worry about it. I'll find you. And when I can no longer think, when the taste of you has gone sour, I'll douse myself in petrol and set the world on fire. I'll go through that wall for you. I'll look into the memory of your eyes when I am blind and beaten and bored of the idea of you. I'll drown in the rivers of my blood. I keep myself standing for you. If a leaf falls this winter, it falls for you. Oh, the, the rhythm on that is absolutely tremendous. I just yeah. love the, it flowed beautifully, that did. Like it, I find that sometimes, and I want to know, know your opinion on this, when you, you misplace pieces sometimes, you find them quite some time later. Do you look back to yourself, and I've done this before now, thinking, crap, why did I write that? Was that sort of that piece for you, was it? Or did you remember it when you found it? Um, I remember it when I found I found pieces like that where I'm like, I don't remember writing this. I'm like, oh shit, this one's all right. But um, that the it's beautiful the leaf, pieces, absolutely beautiful. Cheers, cheers, yeah, they just come to me. But um, if a leaf falls is taken from um, a lot of my titles, I'll rip off because I like seeing everyone gets a reference. There's a press called uh, If a Leaf Falls Press or something. I just thought that was really nice, so I just went off that. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's really nice love poem. I found it the other day, and uh, a few people, like, when I posted it, said it was good and stuff. I was going through a chat with some girl I was having, and she said she liked it, and I was like, fuck, fuck. That was ages ago. But I found it again today. I'd forgotten about it again. It's terrible memory. Um, But, yeah, I posted it, and my brother was saying, no, that was good, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really tender. It's got a really... I think some of you do pieces like that sometimes. Like, it's you can sat there after thinking. You can see how, like, your work develops over time, I think, sometimes. You go along and produce pieces like that. And because I've done it with surprise myself sometimes when I found pieces. like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found old pieces and thought, oh, I was like, like I was doing good stuff then as well. Like I'm not, I wasn't shit. I was still good then. Now, I'm, you know, you hope you're good. But when you find old stuff and it's good, you're like, oh, sure, all right. Yeah. And you're at a different period in your life as well. So it's interesting to read that as well. Yeah, no, great, great, play the mic, it's not tremendous stuff. Right, listen, we're going to show up shop now. I want you to read at least, we've got time here for another couple, two, three pieces, oh, at right. least, at yeah, least. Yeah. So, back to you, mate. All right, sound. Um, let's see, a short one. This is um, kind of in that Kent Taylor mold that we were talking about. Um, breathing room. Money is breathing room. I choke on little and less. Holes in your socks are fine if you're wearing shoes. Oh, good God. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we talked about that point before. Now, it's not one I'd heard of before, but we talked about it during the interval before, mm. and I've been in bookmarks and check these gentlemen out later on. That's tremendous. That first yeah, line, yeah. that first line, that, that made it fucking excellent, that was. Was it? Yeah. Do you find sometimes you're doing those sort of little pieces like that? Did it come really quickly, or these are the ones where you can really spend three times as long on it than as normal poems? Three times as long, because like with that, I'm looking for like that perfect phrase, and like yeah, I'm, I'm looking for like 
in so little words, I'm looking for a gem of an idea or what I think is a gem of an, of an idea. Like the kind of holes in your socks are fine if you're wearing shoes. It says a lot, but like, you know, it's, it's hard to think of like one quotable kind of phrase like that. It's difficult. And for it not to sound like cliche or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you do. And they you do, do take longer. But it, it, it almost doesn't feel like that because it's such a little poem. Yeah. yeah, it feels like when you hear it sometimes because of the length of it, you think, oh, it's very throwaway. You just top it, you just toss it straight up. You've not, I know that you can hear it on that first line. That was like, wow, definite of that. So excellent. Listen, mate, I'm going to move on, mate. I want, we've got time, right? I reckon we've got time for another two, three of the short. But anyway, listen, over to you, mate. Okay. Okay. So this one is um, another short one. Uh, this is called For Kent Taylor. Love sustains, but beauty bets on the favourite. Pissing in the wind is hardly a choice. Ooh. I'm not tempted to just leave this on gallery if you're not see this space. <laughs> yeah. No, no, brilliant. Mate. That's got that bit of Yorkshire pissing in the wind. Yeah. I got that, yeah. I got that yeah. straight away then. Oh, brilliant. No, he's like, I've got like, we, we all got our own influences. I absolutely adore the work of Paul Austin, the New York writer. He's done. He's just gone in all kinds of directions, and like I think you find sometimes if you have the chance to meet your influences like that, you'd be thinking like you'd be building with the godhood, but like and in his case that uh, in your case that uh, I got the I love that pissing in the wind reference because that is very highbrow but also very sarcastic as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know it's just about relationships and stuff. But yeah, because yeah. I, I don't want to destroy you. I've always got to be saying something a bit bigger. I'm always looking for a bigger idea, I guess. Uh, yeah. I'll read another one. This is please, called... Please, yeah. We'll do one more after that as well, mate. So that'll be that probably enough for tonight, yeah. Brilliant. But Ellison, go for it. The Northern Front. Melting in the mob madness, we are slaves to fervour. We fetishised identity for entertainment. Indolent figureheads tell us we have lost it. The cost of living has deflated our leisure. If they're laughing, should we sit and sulk? Sallow old bags rule the roost. Detriment is in steady supply. The greedy are giggling, are chummy and fat off goose-necked jobwits. The politicians are not your leaders. The TikTok thoughts are not your role models. The company is not your father. God is not money or greed or gutless. God is nowhere now. It's eerily quiet on the northern front. Disease and disaster are profitable. The receipts are lost in the rubble. The corporation expands company policy into private life. The cure is bad for business. We fall off the edge, glum and gutted. Oh, wow. Indolent figureheads. And I think it was the second line. That's a heck of a image, that one. Brilliant stuff, that, mate. Absolute tremendous, that one. That's just got, you've got an awful lot of power in that again, mate. No, really, really good stuff, that one. Where do you get the image indolent figureheads from? That's a belting line, that one. Oh, mate, I think I might have just heard the word indolent somewhere. It's not one you would probably use or I would use in everyday speak, but there's them words and one of them where you might find the word in that. I know what it means, but I might Google it just to make sure. Um, yeah. And then figureheads, just, you know, the figureheads, yeah, you know. Brilliant stuff. People no, no. TVs, the incompetent ones. No, tremendous stuff, mate. Really, really good stuff there. And that yeah. one's, like you said, that's a slightly longer piece. But again, you could hear it there, the thought and the 
power in a it radiated mate tremendous yeah. right we'll do one more drop up I reckon mate so one more over, short over to you buddy yeah cheers man uh, a short one here another reference here uh lawnerism it's called which is a tame impala reference um we have felt loveless and stupid full of guts and impulse coughing up gold laughing at tricky predicament yeah you're you're a philosopher definitely i mean you wait from what you told me your day job before and i'm not gonna reveal it you should you should be teaching philosophy basically <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> Yeah, I try and get like that philosophical aspect, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It works really well, I'm, that man. Cheers, man. Brilliant stuff, mate. Listen, mate, we're going to wrap up now anyway, because I want to give his chance to get to get this downloaded tonight and then get off to the press for you. So, right, man, listen, I want to thank you again today, Ed Keel. It's been absolutely a pleasure, this one, mate. I've actually really enjoyed this today. Like, it was... Yeah. Always, I always enjoy podcasting and I always chat, enjoy chatting people spoken label. But what I love sometimes when people like Akeels come on and surprise me in about three or four different ways and it's been tremendous, mate. So when your Bent Key, Key Publishing Press book comes out with Caitlin McKenna, I want you both on. And then we're going to have a game then. See who can make the other one blush the most. Mate, on the podcast together, you mean as well? Yeah. Or in person? No, I've got to come to Leeds. I've got to come to Leeds. I, I could do it. Well, I get it yeah. probably. Oh, man, yeah. Definitely on the podcast, mate. That'd be sick, yeah. mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was in look. the same room, even just like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kept Katie looking and thinking, oh, crap, I've got to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be thinking the same thing, mate. She's such a Katie a great performer. Like, oh, Jesus. yes. Definitely sort that one out, mate. And uh, everybody, watch yeah. your space. It will happen. We will see when. So, listen, yeah, Akil, hang around, mate. I need to quit your mic anyway. So, We'll wrap up now, mate. So, anyway, yeah. guys, girls, that's it for another session for today. So, as Don Callis over at AEW Wrestling says, stay safe and most importantly, stay fucking over. See you all next time. Spoken, mate.